Hello, boys. Hello. Hello. We are back in the second half, or second part, I guess, of Brookstober. Woo! It's a, it's, it's a good month. <laughs> Brooks is excited about it. I'm always excited about stuff named after me. As always, we are joined again by our good friend, Brooks. Hello, everybody. The patron saint of Brookstober. You all have my blessings. Oh, I guess I fucked uh, it up very already. Generous one. We're, we're joined by our, our very special guest, Mr. Brooks. The uh, uh, the namesake yeah. of today's episode. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's all on me. Uh, we're going to get into what that, is, I'm sure. What is the origin of this pun? Maybe let's... let's. For, uh, when did it start? Was so, it the last... When I first came started, on the podcast? Yeah. So, like, right away. Right away. It's sort of like... I don't know... <sighs> It's weird because North Carolina is north, but they're still also considered a southern state. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know how... I know around here in southern Indiana, there's a thing to call uh, an authority figure, maybe almost. Somebody that you respect. It's Mr. their first name or Mrs. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, I know at the church I used to play drums at, a lot of people referred to my mom as Miss April. Because mm -hmm. uh, April's her first name. Mm -hmm. And so it's just sort of like this ingrained thing in me. Yeah. And I just naturally went Mr. Brooks. And then I was like, oh, wait, shit, that's a movie. And it kept clicking in my head. And I was like, hey, we got him on. Let's do this for Halloween because it's a thriller. Yeah. Heavy air quotes there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, a, it's a thriller movie starring Kevin Costner. Yeah. And Dammy Moore. Yep. And Dan Cook. Uh-huh. And who's William, the... Who's William the other, Hurt. William Hurt. Is, yeah. You also got Marge Helgenberger, I think. Is that yeah. CSI mom? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And then you have... Actress nobody's heard of. And Daniel Panabaker, who is in The Flash as Killer Frost right now. Is that the daughter? That's the daughter. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, God. She's so bad. Who I was like, I will... I guess I'm not going to write her name down to remember. She's not going to be important. And then the movie takes a turn. It's like, oh, wait, I guess I kind of have to talk about her now. <laughs> uh -huh. So, yeah, we're going to get into Mr. Brooks. Yes, we will. Uh, uh, physically and the movie. <laughs> this uh, this movie surprisingly drew a parallel with me for some reason, too. Oh, yeah? So, huh. when I was younger, and uh, for those that don't don't know me i'm notorious for having a smart mouth yeah and being fairly intelligent my aunt who is aunt by an aunt by marriage and i i love dearly cuz she just speaks her mind she said to my parents that i would either grow up to be some sort of scientist or a serial killer yeah okay and you are some sort of scientist. I'm well, a cybersecurity professional, yeah. <laughs> but yes, it's it's a it's in that yeah. area. Yeah, but yeah. Well, 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 I mean, Kevin Costner had a pretty professional life and was still a serial killer, so we still don't know. That's Verdict's true. Out. That's true. Verdict's out. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm glad that you brought up when you were a kid because mm -hmm. I like to talk about when we were kids for a little bit first before we get into this movie, as is tradition. Uh, and with this being the the spooky, ghosty, Halloweeny season, I thought we'd talk a little bit about some uh, some Halloween candy. And I want to know, you know, when you guys were a kid, like what what was a good candy, and what was the bad candy that you remember getting? So for me, that's an interesting dichotomy because <laughs> you can't have dairy. <laughs> I can't have dairy. So so chocolate's out. Chocolate chocolate was out. Uh, now, pre that time, uh, when I could have chocolate, because I haven't always been allergic to milk, um, you know, I always loved having the, uh, you know, the Reese Cups, uh, actually my favorite candy bar of all time is the, uh, Twix. Okay, sure, yeah. So, mm -hmm. Um. It's a damn shame you can't have it, it's still a pretty good candy bar. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm envious and sometimes think... Do I really feel like throwing up for like 20 minutes <laughs> just to have a fun-sized Twix? No. I mean... Sometimes not worth it. So, 
Do you lean more <laughs> towards like the sour candies or, or a um, hard candy? I actually don't. I started losing my sweet tooth. Yeah, but I lean towards like maybe Skittles, uh, Jolly Ranchers. That's fine. I'm also I lost my sweet tooth really early, man. I I moved into salty stuff like from a pretty young age. Yeah, I was like, mm, I'd rather have a good steak. Yeah, well, if I'm going snack, it's always going to be chip over like a sweet. See, I don't even really like chips that much. Yeah, I like chips. I like pretzels. Of gr- granted, my favorite chips were like Doritos and sour cream and onion. Oh yeah. So again, I remember the I can't Swans man like had a giant tub of dill pickle chips. Ryan, you're not familiar with Schwann's Man, are you? I am familiar oh, with the Schwann's Man. Schwann's Man. We had it in the South. We ordered through it growing up uh, at a certain point. And uh, my dad was also a Schwann's driver. Now that. For a period of time and was fired because of many, many <laughs> traffic violations and issues. Wow, really? Okay. <laughs> he hit so many fucking things and it wasn't until he hit a car. But they're they like, finally no, no, you're done. Out. And it's like one of those things where it's like, I feel sorry because you're my father and this is happening to you. But also, like, you had this coming because you also told me, like, a year before you got fired, you had dragged a basketball goal for a <laughs> good quarter of a mile before you realized it was there. So, like, I kind of don't. Sure. You know. Sure. So yes, we did have the swans. I am familiar. So did you? <laughs> do you guys know what I'm talking about with like the tub of dill pickle chips? Yeah, no, you know what I'm talking I, about. I know what I'm you're not talking familiar about. with. Yeah. Them. Man, I fucking I love those. My mom would get one of those all the time. And I'd are they dried uh, dried pickle chips? No, it's oh. like potato chips with okay. like dill pickle seasoning on okay. them. And like it was in like this like the tin that you would get the three colors of popcorn in. Oh wow! It was like that yeah. size, and it would just have dill pickle chips. And I would sit there and watch Nickelodeon. And like, just have that in between my cross legs, and just fucking go to town my mom, on some my mom dill pickle got those chips. A lot, and I wasn't a big fan. Sure, I did, uh, man. I loved them. So, hey, some people do. I mean, uh, you know, I'm big on sunflower seeds, as is a few other couple coworkers of mine, and the dill pickle ones are a note of contention for some. <laughs> oh yeah, they're a hot commodity. Uh, like yeah. so they sell really well, apparently. Is it like prison barter rules? Like, oh, I, no, I've got well, this. I mean, no, because the store we get them from is fairly close and oh. cheap so i mean you mm. can get them regardless um the ones that i do miss though are the bacon flavored ones bacon flavored sunflower seeds are not what i would imagine uh they are really good because it's like a bacon flavored salt huh so it's well, really good uh there's also taco supreme God, taco damn. bell taco supreme I there's a add. lot of fucking variations in sunflower seeds yeah. yeah now before we get back to candy do you eat the whole shell or are you a cracker and inside guy i'm uh a crack and spit out really the shell. i'm full i soak i soak i you too i absorb the yeah the, the flavoring the flavoring and then crack and then I, yeah. I know people like that but yeah i'm a, I'm a full i usually have like a freaking full mouthful at a time damn and, and you're like, still individually cracking yeah wow all right. I'll take it one step further. Full peanuts. Shell and all. Okay, I can't do that one. You're, you are on your own there. Wow, Ryan. You're so really, you're at like you're Texas really Roadhouse. You're really My good insides. with nuts in your mouth, aren't you? Yeah, dude. You I've have, got like a, just a massive fiber process inside. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's up. I can, I can, I can stomach about anything. Damn. Yeah I've, yeah, I've never heard of anybody eating full peanut shells. You are a first, my friend, and I congratulate you. Yeah, I, I started off. I started off on a dare, and I was like, "I is not not that bad." Oh man, a little okay. salty and dry, but so this is. I'm gonna have to take this a step further. I'm going to have to bring in a bag of peanuts. I'm gonna have to watch you do this. Yeah, I would I like can. to see it sometime too, because I'm curious now because it's I mean, so right, weird. One, I'm not gonna eat the whole bag. No, of no, peanuts, no, just like yeah. a couple, yeah. just a couple okay. peanuts. Because I was like, I can't, I can't even fathom that. Well, we do have a, a a big charity event yeah. coming up soon that somebody will need some snacks for that I'm sure. Dude. Yeah, that would work All out. Right, we'll do it. It's like the easiest dare of my life. It's not even a no, dare. No, I'm just wanna, like, we're very no, curious. No, yeah. If anything, if anything, you're you're the subject of a observation experiment. It's like a freak no, show. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I'm I'm like I will pay a dollar just to watch you do. It's this. like watching somebody eat glass, but it's full peanut shells. It's fucking. I'm very comfortable here, like uh, Charlie Day and his element. I'm sure. Whatever, man. Yeah, whatever. I eat peanuts. Uh, All right. Brooks, what about, what's the worst one you ever got? 
Uh, the worst candy. I've never liked uh like mounds and almond joy. Okay, I'm not big. I'm not a big fan coconut. of like coconut. Uh, sure, understandable. Um, it, it's a big contention it. point for a lot of people. Uh, but other than that, uh, also the candy circus peanuts. Oh. It, those are not great. Those are the absolute worst candy of all time. Yep. I mean, yep. I was also I hated old ladies that would do like a little cellophane bag of popcorn that is extremely old. It's very old, but I remember getting it a uh-huh. couple times, and it sucks because it's fucking cold old popcorn. I did and have one hookup that whenever whenever she <laughs> sounds like made selling popcorn, drugs. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> she might as well have because she made homemade caramel popcorn. Oh, okay, very nice. So, and she she'd bag that. Now, see, that would out. be a, a treat to give out, but yeah. just regular like there's old ladies I know that like microwave bags of popcorn, put it in little baggies, twist it up, and give it to kids. Mm. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, horrible human beings. Yeah. What about you, right guy? Let me uh, hear best and worst. Well, unfortunately, uh, very different from Brooks. All chocolate is the best. Really? Like, that's okay. how you know you have a good candy is if there's chocolate in it. So, before you go a bit further, are, do you still have your sweet tooth? Are you a sweet tooth guy? Yeah, yeah, I can you, eat sweet. You do? Okay. Yeah, I can eat sweets. I can eat salty. I got all of it. So. But you seek them out like if you were? I get moods. I Like, I don't need it regularly, but I will, like, every once in a while, I'll be like, God damn, I need a Reese's or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. I've still got it. So you know. say best is any candy with chocolate. Yeah. Now, yeah. Let's let's narrow this down. I don't is, I, I will put it out there. There's not a chocolate candy that I dislike. Then here we go. Can I guess let's, it? what is your absolute favorite chocolate candy? Yeah, but I want to guess the not favorite, but tell me the favorite. It depends on the mood, but sure. Reese's in the, is in the running. Just Top like a three. Reese's cup. Let's, let's do right. Top three. Uh, yeah, the regular Reese's cups, like the old two and thing, flat, not big, thick, fat fuckers. Yeah, the regular perfect ratio of peanut butter to chocolate. Those I concur there. That's a good one. Uh, I also really like Twix. Those are also up there because it's just perfect caramel. And then York peppermint patties. There's a hmm. fucking time when that really hits my spot. Really? A York peppermint patty? Yep. God damn. That one's a unusual choice, but also, it's also... Also, Andy's mints are also on that spectrum. I like Andy's like mints a lot. I like a good minty chocolate every once in a For while. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little out there, but not unreasonable. Yeah. I'm going to guess my favorites. the one that you hate. Of chocolates or all candy? Chocolates. Okay. All right. Is it Milky Way? Mm-mm. It's not. I do like Milky Way. It's wow. close, though. Zero bar? Snickers. You don't like Snickers? Snickers is probably my least favorite of the chocolate one. It's a little bit too much fucking stuff in it. Okay. I like a regular Snickers. I fucking love a Snickers ice cream bar. And I'm not a sweets guy. I'm with you there. So every time I hear a Snickers ice cream (laughs) bar, uh, I had an experience when I was uh, about third grade. My dad took me to see the Cincinnati Reds at... Three Rivers Stadium in Cincinnati. Sure. I'm filled with Cincinnati dread at this story. <laughs> it wasn't Cincinnati bad, Reds but bring out we had this, we have this, we had this one guy, cause you know, they're, they're always, they had the guys walking around selling, selling your concessions. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had this one guy and he really got into it with the Snickers ice cream bars. He was like, Snickers ice cream bars. <laughs> It's like pretty much like, like macho man. Yeah, it was like it was so awesome. I was like, "There's a man who's enjoying his day at the ballpark." He's probably super drunk. He probably <laughs> I, like slammed four I beers. Hope, I hope, but you know what? Whatever gets you through the day. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's, cheers to that guy, man. Yeah, no, I mean, and that memory has stuck with me forever. Did you get a Snickers ice cream bar? Uh, at that time, I was actually allergic. It so. was something oh, it no. already hit. So I couldn't. You definitely couldn't have the chocolate or the ice cream. Yeah. All right. Well, at least you have a good memory of it. I do. <laughs> so, man, I'm surprised it's Snickers, though. That's yeah, like... It's a little too That much. is the... That's like the Coca-Cola of candy bars, I feel like. It's the it's the most general one that, like, it's everybody what everyone eats. knows. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, yeah. what? Ironically, as I eat full peanuts, uh, it's a little too dry for me. Fair so I bet <laughs> you don't like paydays either, then, huh? Uh, they are also at the bottom. Same with Baby really? Ruth's. Okay, yeah. I like paydays a lot. I don't like Baby Ruth. 
Baby Ruth's, uh... Not my thing. Uh, have the you chocolate's ever had... all sweet. I don't know. There's something off about have it. Have you ever had a Reese's Nut Rages? I have. They're fine. That was my favorite candy bar for a long time when I was a yeah. kid. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Love the Nut Rages. I'll give you that. I will say Butterfinger is probably the best ice cream topping. Yeah. Uh, I don't disagree with you. Until they change their flavor. And their new flavor, I'm not crazy about. I haven't had a Butterfinger in <laughs> over 20 years. I so. love all these chocolate discussions that Brooks can. I know, all of his, I can't all of his, any It's of all it. based on stuff from, like, when he was a but, child. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, eat. seriously, I don't know, I don't know if, it's, if it's changed at all. Let's, all right, let's dip out the chocolate then. Because you take the chocolate out, and then I think you get into the lower tier candies. And I think... The worst. I'm sorry, Brooks. I know, but it's the, it's the truth. It's just the truth. The, so this it's is the, the same way, as so, like milks. Like all the milks you're gonna get. Like you're gonna get the shitty milks. Like the almond soft. The soy. It sucks. The I will say so, the vanilla flavored almond milk probably makes the best pancakes in the world. I can see that. There's probably something to it. But the worst candy. So what, when you're getting into this right now, before you do, are you talking about worst Halloween candy, or this is just in your opinion? No, like, no, I, worst I, I'm thinking what you would get at Halloween. Okay, and honestly, uh, candy cigarettes are fucking uh, up there. Yeah, they're I don't just, think those are given out. A fat very lot much. of nothing. Oh, but dude, I, I had them so much really? growing up. Every Halloween, oh, I had. Wow. It's an area they're thing. Fucking cheap too. They're cheap. I guess. Uh uh-huh. So would it be that, like a whole era, case that era, like, in that area? Sure. You know, he remember he's a North Carolina boy. There's a lot of Hicks, rednecks, and NASCAR uh, wannabes true. that think that smoking's cool. So how cheap would they I get? I would be though? upset that you're 100 correct. Would they, would they give you like? I'm not. At least... The reason I I know this is because I'm kind of from a little bit of the same. Uh-huh. Would Where's they give the you there? like a whole box, or would they even be cheaper and like individually give no, out? Oh fuck no! You had the box, but they were like the dumb were kid ch- size ones. It's like five. I remember. Yes, because yeah. I used to get candy cigarettes, but I never got them oh. for Halloween. I would just buy them myself. Oh, you wasted your money on that shit. Well, no, he <laughs> wasted his mom's money. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Dumb kids I'm sorry. are dumb kids. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Miss April. <laughs> Hey, you got it. That's right. Yeah, I got Look it. Look at this guy paying attention to stuff. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what else? What else? I, I fully agree. Yes. Uh, uh, Candy cigarettes. Weirdly. Circus peanuts. Very chalky, but I love them. Nico wafers. <laughs> Nico wafers. Or the Neko N-E-C-C-O. Yeah. What were they're those, like, though? They are like little multicolored discs. I love those. Wait. Okay, those are not they're, bad. They're old people candy. They're one hundred percent old. But candy. you like them? Love them. Did you like the Valentine's like heart candy? Yeah, yeah. I, I could. Eat I hated that stuff. Pan. But it depends. Like there are some that were like extra waxy and not as like. No, I'm talking chalky. about the chalky ones. Uh, the chalky ones were good. You like those? It's the waxy ones that were garbage. Okay. Well, I don't know. It was very. I. I'd very peculiar taste when it came to candy hearts apparently hard candy hearts yes uh uh-huh um yeah i would say candy cigarettes that's that's pretty good i never saw circus peanuts given out at halloween i did otherwise that would be the that would be that was like my first exposure to them and i was like this is garbage yeah see i'd always pass them at a store and be like those look amazing because they're bright and orange and like super cool and then you get them and then they're garbage but like i always forget same with peeps Peeps look amazing. Tastes like shit. Yes. I like the orange slices, though. I don't know if I've had the orange slices. They look like little slices of orange. Oh, oh like the little jello- gummy ones. Jello-ish? Yeah. Yeah, and they've yeah, got like a little good. sugar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know that. I'm down with that. It's not my favorite, but not, I mean. Not, yeah, I mean. Not anybody's favorite, but they're not terrible. It's fair. It's fair. What about you, Kyle? Yeah, what's your favorite and what's your... Yeah. Least favorite. Well, I guess my favorite. I remember we would always make a special trip because when I was a kid, uh, the neighborhood that we lived in didn't have a lot of children, so we would no. drive around to go trick or treating. Okay, and so we would usually hit like friends' houses and stuff that my mom knew. Yeah, and uh, one of these stops that we always made, there was uh, a family friend that gave out full cans of Coke. And full cans of Big Red. That's pretty that, cool. And so we, I remember <laughs> liking that a whole lot. Drinking like a whole Coke at like eight o'clock on Halloween night. That was that was that get you wired for sound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
I guess if I'm talking bad, I've always, I don't know if I really remember it for Halloween. I've always hated the little yellow butterscotch candies. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I kind of like them. Really, yeah. I, I know a lot of people do. I'm very yeah. much in the minority here, but I've, yeah. I've always hated those. And also the weird little strawberries. That, that one, yeah, is I'm also terrible. That yep. those, yeah, agree. Like yeah. both those two candies, I think are like that's my bottom tier shit. Yep, I'm with you on the. Strawberry I'm with you on the one. strawberries. Mm. I have to disagree with the butterscotch. Coolest fucking wrapper. It looks awesome. You think right? it's going to be a great candy? Yeah. yeah. Such a fucking letdown. Weird and whatever that goopy middle shit is, hate it. Uh-huh. It's like a cough drop. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yes. But then, but then you're also <laughs> not. No mint it's like a, it's so yeah. weird. Like, why is this a candy? It's like a cough drop, and then you get to the center of it, and it's like cough syrup. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a piece of shit that can die. Uh-huh. Well, there we go. Listeners, how okay. about you tell us? I'm more interested in your worst candy. What do you think is the worst candy that you got for Halloween? Or just in general. I- I'm curious to hear what you all think. So yeah. hit us up in them comments. Let us let us know them. Shout it from the mountaintops. And speaking of shouting. <laughs> although I don't think there's going to be any loud disagreements here, boys. Let's talk about a little movie about a serial killer called Mr. Brooks. Mr. Ryan, Brooks. I know you have some notes. <laughs> yes, Would you please give us a breakdown of this movie? If I was to read the IMDb IMDb description written by Mr. Ryan Demarest, what would oh, it say? Alright, so Mr. Brooks is the story of a serial killer with a split personality called Marshall. Mr. Brooks is also a well-to-do businessman who is very professional and is obviously not a serial killer, but totally is. Uh, his marriage is great, except he doesn't listen to his wife ever and has a daughter that is very much like him and wants to keep things in the family. This totally will come into play later. Uh, Foreshadowing! Yes. Uh, he has managed to keep his killing urge under control for many, many years. Much like an Alcoholics Anonymous person, he's reformed and counting down, but he just can't resist the urge this one time and he's sloppy almost like he wants to get caught he literally says this to the camera uh he is found out by mr smith played by dan cook who uh sees him because he's a peeping tom and instead of trying to extort him for money or turn him in or do anything selfish we find out he's a serial killer who gets i guess a unrealized uh he has not realized he is a serial killer yet but it turns him on and gets a a rush going that he holds kevin hosner kind of hostage to let him in on the next serial killing all the while we have demi moore as a cop in the middle uh, all right sorry a hard detective no nonsense cop in the middle of a a real high stakes divorce uh, she's just so good at her job. She doesn't even have to do it because she's so rich because of her father, but she's just so dedicated to getting the truth done. But she's hot on the trail of the thumbprint killer because logic leaps and it becomes one big convoluted mess of story. There you go. I I mean, and then things happen. Right. Which we'll talk about more, but that's the basic setup. Well, let, let's start breaking this thing down a little bit then. Yes. Mr. Brooks, please tell me, is there anything about this movie that you did like? Because I know, I think for the most part, all of us are kind of in agreement on this thing. So, so one of the things I did like, although it was kind of jarring at first, but it took me a while to kind of get used to it. But after I did it, I, I felt like it worked was the interaction between uh, mm. Mr. Brooks and his other personality, Marshall? Marshall. Marshall. That is one of the two things I like about this movie. This is Kevin Costner and William Hurt. Yep. They do have a very nice chemistry. Yes. They do. Yes. Yes, they do. And I thought, it's like, okay. I kind of like, it took me a minute. At, at the beginning, because I was like, is he in the car? Oh, yeah, because he and just is there. Yeah, he's just there. There's no mm. explanation given. But then after uh, after that, after that, you're like, okay, that's in his head. 
Which, if he's a serial killer, then yes, that kind of makes sense. Uh, so, it was kind of not explained well at first, but you it get, lets you, you get, get there, used to it. It you lets get, you get yeah. You get figure there it out yourself. Yeah, yeah. You get there naturally. Um, it was that's probably one of the better parts of the movie, I think. Okay, that I liked. Ryan, you're shaking your head. What do you got to counter with that? You just said it was uh, introduced naturally. I just I disagree with that. Yeah. I, I don't think anything about William Hurt's character feels natural. I think you are right that he has a really great chemistry with Kevin Costner. Like they really make their scenes engaging for the schlock of shit they're given. Yeah. But William Hurt's character specifically, I think, is like walking exposition for the cheap seats in the audience. Like he literally is telling people how Kevin Costner is feeling. Or how he's he should feel. breaking things down, how yeah. he should feel. He's breaking things down on what to do. Like, uh, anytime, anytime, there could be, like, a character beat of, like, ambiguity or vagueness. It is immediately alleviated because William Hurt will pop up and just be like, wow, you didn't like how she said that, did you, Brooks? And, like, I, it's just so fucking on the nose and obvious. I like, think what... Mr. What Mr. Brooks here and I were more referring to is the fact that it lets you naturally figure out that he's not there. He's a figment of his imagination. Not like it's yeah. That's what it, it's. That's what I was leaning towards. Oh, not the, okay. Not yeah. More, so that not the one kind natural, of very quick scene. Yeah. yeah. It, it, okay. It, All right. It's bad. like the one time it doesn't beat you over the head with it. It's like you, it does leave you like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, only he's hearing him. And only he's interacting with them. So, yeah. yeah. I am sorry. I am a dog on the chain ready to go on this motherfucker. And, I, know, I know. It's my bad. And the <laughs> fact that Mr. Brooks actually addresses him, too. Yeah. And it's it's still in his head, but it's acted out. So, I was like, okay. So, this interaction is going on in his head, but you're still seeing everything that's going on. Outside of it. It's also... It was an interesting perspective. A lot of these were like uh, in Metal Gear Solid for me when Snake is like right next to somebody and he's getting a codec call Mm -hmm. and he has like a 17-minute conversation Mm because he has these long dialogue breaks and I'm wondering like, is his wife just in the car looking at him like staring straight into nothing? Like, I think it is because there's many cuts where she's talking and then she slowly drowns out as they talk to each other. I think... This is happening in real time, and he is just this out of tune with humanity, essentially. I actually agree with you. Yeah, I that, think that's the a, way they show it anyway. There's another little hint of it when, like, his secretary comes in, and she's trying to get his attention, and she's saying his name, like, four or five times. Yeah. And he's just staring out and, like, having this little thing with Marshall, and it's like, mm-hmm. the secretary's, like, Mr. Brooks, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she almost, like, wants to smack him, I think, but... Yeah, he's out of it. Uh, so, yeah. These two work well together. They are the highlight of the movie. Everybody else is absolute garbage tier, I feel, acting-wise. I'm going to go ahead and bring that out. Uh, I think the worst offense, in my opinion, is the daughter. Second worst offense is Demi Moore. Who is so fucking phoning it in in this movie? I would flip him, but yeah. I'm not far really. Off. I think I just think the daughter is, is the just worse. She is really bad, she and is I just think the so daughter fucking miscast is so yeah. miscast. Yeah, but uh, at least the daughter is does, a bad actress in general. Demi Moore can do some shit, and that's I, why well, there's that. I, but like the daughter is such a small part of the movie; she's not a focus, and they're not leaning so hard on her to be something she isn't. Like this, this script wants Demi Moore's character to be the Clarice Starling, like yes, the the Silence of the Lamb protagonist, and it is so fucking far from that. Oh, I awful. yeah, I I will bite my tongue while somebody else please talk. I've, yeah, I I'm I'm with Ryan as far as like flipping him goes. Like the daughter is just uh, horrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, every time, I, every time she's on the screen, I just kind of cringe, um, because and you know it doesn't help that there's a lot of interaction with there's a lot of uh, William Hurt and Kevin Costner 
even even with the daughter on screen. I mean, she is just completely overshadowed. Yeah, she's and, completely and outclassed. She has no um, idea what she's doing. Demi Moore, I don't think she was just phoning it in, but I don't think she had a whole lot to work with either. Oh, I disagree. I think she had a lot, but the problem was they had too fucking much, and they yeah. didn't know that's what, what they the wanted fit. her to do. And that's another uh, big problem with Demi they wanted, I'll agree with that. They yeah. wanted the Clarice Starling, like the fucking heady cerebral shit. They wanted this weird divorce fucking And trial, then also a Kramer whole fucking Kramer other shit. serial killer that's stalking. Like, what like is that, this fucking bullshit? It has, like, the weirdest fucking, like, bad boys action beats for, like, a, a thriller. <laughs> this is a yeah. fucking, like... I'm sorry. This is a grandparent thriller. This is where you take grandmammy and grandpappy to. Yeah. Because, like, it's fucking average boring shit. The surprises are going to blow their mind. And, and, and it's just by the fucking numbers. Why is there a fucking Michael Bay action scene in this movie? There's two of them. There's, There's a two. fucking intense chase scene in a van. Yes. That is... Yeah. <sighs> Here's which is yeah that's it but it's more that strobe one at the end yes. that shootout that has the EDM light music playing it's like what fucking scene is this from like this is not this movie who fucking thought this was like totally in line with everything we've seen I just they, this movie this fucking <laughs> movie they thought oh hey it worked in the matrix it kind of it did it did seem like it was out of the matrix, but again, this it is seven years after it. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, it's like, hey, they, uh, you remember that movie? It, it made a lot of money. Let's is, try this. I think maybe this reinforces my this is a movie for the olds idea. It sure is. Uh, it's also this movie. I think this movie could have been helped severely by two things, and that was I think better acting, better well, casting. E- I think script. both. Uh, so that's number one <laughs> is maybe a, a severe script rewrite. God, so much. Yeah. And number mm-hmm. two, a fucking different director. I, yep. Why the fuck? I don't know. Kevin Costner didn't direct this himself. I think he could have done a way better job than the fucking guy that they got. Here's a fun fact. You know who Kevin Costner wanted to direct this movie? No. Uwe Boll. Ooh, ew. <laughs> he offered him this movie at one ew. point. Yeah. What? Ew. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing. This, the man who kills video game movies. This is why. This is, I think. All right. Why Why would somebody go to Uva Bowl? Desperation. No, it's because he, Uva Bowl wanted Kevin Costner for the Kingdom movie that he did. It was a shitty. It's another video game movie. Oh, yeah. The and Kingdoms of... Uh-huh. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but mm-hmm. Kevin couldn't do that. And he's like, well, That's hey, right. I've got this movie. Because this, like, this was like a passion project for Kevin this Costner. This is right. He, he he was the EP on it. Yes. I saw. And, and this is why I think Desperation. He really wanted this movie made. But it ended up being directed by one of the guys that fucking wrote the script. Which Kevin Costner loved. He loved this script. Which is why he got this movie made. This is the thing. You get too fucking close and you don't have people giving you notes and you get this fucking shithole of a, like the same thing. All right. Duncan Jones, brilliant filmmaker. Uh, the moon with Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Fantastic fucking movie was given his own, uh, had a passion project called mute for Netflix mm-hmm. with, uh, it also the, had Sam Rockwell and no, it was Paul Rudd and Paul Justin Theroux. Yep. And then Eric from True Blood, who is a mute Amish man in the future. And that was like the concept. And it was a passion project for 15 years. And he wanted to get made and nobody wanted to. Here's the thing. There's probably a reason why nobody wanted to. And it came out and it got really bad reviews. The same thing with Mr. Brooks. I think there's a reason everybody fucking passed on this movie. Yep. And there's a reason why the guy who wrote and directed this movie... Only wrote a few other things, some of which were Jungle to Jungle. I've seen that movie. And Cutthroat Island, which was a Those third are both rate Disney movies. Indiana Jones from the 80s, right? Like no, Cutthroat Michael's Douglas. And... No, it is. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, right? No, I thought that was Romancing the Stone well, with Michael Douglas. That was a second rate Indiana Jones. Cutthroat Island is, third is the rate? third oh, okay. rate. It's even lower Isn't that than the one that. with Gina Davis? Yes. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Damn. So, Ego. Ego killed this project. And this is why I kind of cringed a little bit when you guys That's were praising. It, it, it is. I like it. Uh, when you guys are praising uh, Kevin Costner's acting. 
Because no, it's not great. I just I, I like his chemistry with Marshall. That's really it. Yeah, because even like I'll even all his that. other shit is not great. He's like, really bad, and it, well, I and don't think he portrays like the the menacing chill he wants. Exactly. It. He he's he's and it's sad because I think this is a movie that is largely aping out off of other movies. Like there are so many touches in here that I'm like. Oh, that's from that movie. Oh, that's that. Like this, it, this movie is nothing but a compilation of that. And I think they want Kevin Costner to do something similar to Hannibal Lecter and Anthony I would Hopkins. Have liked and he doesn't have that. The menace. two roles switched. Well, it was also intended to be a trilogy. Yes. If, yeah. If Kevin oh, Costner. Oh no! Fucking way. It was what? Yeah. What did you say? It was intended to be a trilogy. Yeah, they did. Um, that's why. Where does this movie fucking go after this one? Well, originally, yeah. we'll, we'll get to the yeah. the first original ending. Was it the second one going to be Miss Brooks? It was exactly. Yeah. Of course, okay. it was exactly. That's Oof. exactly it. Oof. And then I think I'm sure because she's pregnant. The third one was probably going to be Mr. Brooks the second, her child. Yeah, something that way. Mr. Brooks the second, Brooks the second. But yeah, I would have liked to see a horrible name for the third movie. By the way, Kevin Costner. They would do it. uh, Kevin Costner playing Marshall, I think, would have worked pretty well and had uh, yeah had the other because he's a lot more menacing in general, anyways. Mm -hmm. And he could have had that sort of unhinged thing, and Kevin Costner could have played a little more light like he is yeah um, somebody who enjoys it i kevin costner i don't think does well with tortured and inner conflict he didn't in the bodyguard no no and that's why <laughs> he didn't those scenes were the no. ones that worked the worst no i've never seen it and i hope we never have to Waterworld. i don't want to see another kevin costner movie after this one <laughs> fair enough man like, here's the thing like i want to like <laughs> kevin costner i just i man don't steal what's my least favorite part and specifically that scene where he sacrifices himself Stop. to fucking <laughs> no. hide his secret so the dog can live? Fuck off, movie. You could also explain it that the tornado picked them both up. Holy Jesus crap. Christ. Yeah. yeah. And they, whatever. Uh, we're not into that dumb shit. We're no. into this dumb shit. All right. Go through your notes. Tell me this thing I've that talked you got. a lot. Yeah. I've talked a lot. And I know. I'm going to talk a lot more real quick. And, and then, then we're I'm going to shut the fuck up. Right. Uh, and, and thank you. Listeners, for your patience in advance. I'm sorry if this doesn't pan out, but fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, so I watched two movies today. One was Mr. Brooks. The other one was A Simple Favor by Paul Fig that came out last year with Blake Lively and uh, Anna Kendrick. Have either of you seen or know about this movie? I did not, but no. you mentioned Anna Kendrick, so now I'm interested. Let me tell you the plot, and I'm going to ruin this motherfucker. It's fine. But, like, by the time you see it, you're going to forget it anyway, because it's convoluted <clears throat> as fuck. All right. Anna Kendrick is a widow who lost her husband after he found out that she was having an affair with her half-brother because she had just lost her father and in grief saw him in the half-brother. So, a spark So, happened. she wants to fuck him. The husband suspected the affair and drove their car into something, killing both of them. Leaving her a widow and losing the secret love and her husband. Oh, the husband had the, the half-brother in the car. Yes. Okay. She befriends Blake Lively, who asks a simple favor of her uh, to watch her kid for a couple of hours before disappearing altogether. Her body is soon found. She's presumed to be dead. And again in grief, Lively's widow husband hooks up with Anna Kendrick... <laughs> But then it's revealed she's alive and it was her twin, but actually they were triplets kind of. And it was all a ploy to get like this big insurance payout, but also to cover up the fact that when Blake Lively was a kid with his twin, they burned their step parents house and possibly killed somebody. I had a much easier time believing the reality of that movie that was put down than anything Mr. Brooks. <laughs> I totally agree. And that with movie you. was batshit fucking insane. Because here, here's an example I want to give about Mr. Brooks and what I have a like. They want everything to be so neat, and it is so neat for like a movie, but the real world doesn't operate doesn't a lot of the way. that way. Like, mm-hmm. at one point, Demi Moore gets thrown out of a fucking van and lands on a windshield of a car. Yeah. And she's getting stitched up. And her fucking... She's still on the goddamn job, which would not happen. She would be taken off every fucking case and put on leave until she's uh-huh. fine. And the fucking... Her boss is first asking her, Hey, how's that divorce going? 
Oh, you, you still worried about that divorce? Okay, well, you got two days on it. Oh, mm-hmm. the FBI is also wanting to take this case. I'll give you three days on it. Yeah. No, it doesn't fucking work that way. This movie was written by somebody who knows nothing about policing, about Unless crime they, scenes. They've, they've watched a lot of Lethal Weapon. Sure. Oh, I think even Lethal Weapon is smarter than some of the leaps Demi Moore makes in this movie. Have you seen four? <laughs> Not recently. Okay. Um, <laughs> Not recently. <laughs> uh, yeah, leaps in logic there. What else? I'll give you that. But that is a comedy. That is an action comedy. Yeah, this yeah. is not. This is a fucking take me serious. I'm a serial killer doing a fucking thing. Give me an Oscar movie. Where everybody's thing. fucking off. Here's the thing I like. I really like uh, Kevin Costner and what he does with the gun and the bag and like the Ooh. zip tying it every time. Really cool touch. Really like that. Mm-hmm. What I don't like is that they make a thing to show uh, he has an outfit he wears when he goes to kill. It has the same fucking boots every time. And yeah, he burns everything when he's done with it. But it's the same fucking boots with the same size and the same pattern, asshole. They'll yeah. still find it if, they, if you leave anything. Yeah. It's such a fucking bullshit serial killer fuck up. And for somebody that's so meticulous mm-hmm. and thorough... To fucking skip over that part. Also, even further, you, are you going this way with well, his training? No, uh, not so much with his training, okay. but something I, I, on the on the logic of like leaving no trace or anything, because of when he when he takes uh, Mister Smith with him on the which takes a lot longer than I fucking remembered. By the yeah. way, well, if you look, this movie is like. Two, uh, two hours, two 20 hours. minutes or something like that. I think it's just at two hours, I thought. But it's, you know... So when he takes Mr. Smith and to his first kill, uh, I remember in the, the conversation in the car, him talking about pissing his pants. I don't remember actually seeing... I remember. They, they make a big show of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, of it I'm, dribbling out of his leg. Okay. Yeah. I didn't... It's before Lewis, they get yeah. caught and shoot yeah. the people in the apartment. Yeah. Okay. But even like Kevin Costner looks at him, he's like, "What the fuck, dude?" And Dane Cook's just like, mm-hmm. "Yeah." Again, like, I'll- how how do you not know that you're leaving DNA at a fucking crime scene and you're just cool with it? That's it. I'm going even further into this shit is is Kevin Costner takes on Dane Cook as like his serial killer protege, and he's teaching him like the most fucking obvious like common sense shit and like even then they're doing it in like the most stupid fucking way possible like when he's teaching him like hey remember your kill write down the license plate they drive up like two fucking feet away from the car and Dane Cook is like intently look you can scope that shit from the other side of the parking lot and not be like super conspicuous like this movie is written by stupid people. Yeah. This is a stupid, stupid fucking movie. That wanna be smart. I'm like, <laughs> but it's, it's weird. trying. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'll point out that this is, you know, 2007. Camera phones were a thing. Yeah, he could have just oh, snapped a pic. Oh, that's true, too. Also, Dan Cook is a fucking amateur photographer. Yeah. Yeah. Could have just had a fucking camera with him. It's true. What the fuck? Yeah, he don't he don't have a photographic memory, but he has a goddamn camera. Mm. I don't even know. Let's talk about the fucking daughter. All right, you you guys keep pointing out this daughter, and I just at I don't know at the point that she becomes important to the story. I don't know. There's just so much other shit. Like she's not even the big issue with this movie for me. What what? Here's my issues with like they keep. Obviously pointing to her as a thing. Yes. Marshall keeps referencing, like, she's not telling you everything. Kevin Costner doesn't want to think about it. Mm-hmm. So we eventually come to find out that there was a murder at her college where she's just returned from. And Kevin Costner starts to worry that she's just like him. But... Well, even before that, there is, there is like, some fucking scene. I don't remember what it was, where there was a conversation... And she says something of, we're the same. We're a family. I take after you or something. And they, like, linger on her face just long enough where you're like, so they're going to play up the serial killer Dexter shit, huh? Well, and there's also a couple times where she 
There's at least twice I remember where she takes his glasses and puts them on to like. Yeah, and she's really interested him. in taking over the company. Yeah. And seceding him that way. So, like, this shit is so. Again, it's just on the fucking nose. Yeah. By the time we all get it, they still hit you with it fucking four more times. But Grandma and Pep Pep didn't see it coming. Nobody sees it fucking coming because they're all fucking stupid people in the stupid script. Well, like, you, no, not them. I'm saying Grandma and Pep Pep, the grandparents that we've taken oh, in this movie, they're still blown. They're like, well, oh, did you? I didn't expect that. They do say the brain slows down at I a guess. certain age. Sure. I'm going to shit on the olds now, too, <laughs> for liking Kevin Costner. Oh, I thought this was a Martin Scorsese dig. Well, uh, well you know, he's also out of touch, but I know, I right? The Irishman's pretty good, so I still want to see it. I actually do hear it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but so the daughter, yeah. All right. So there's been a fucking murder at her college. Yes. And she's very terrible. Spoiler alert, she fucking killed somebody. Yep. With by, a hatchet. With a hatchet and left it there and then also just did something with the beam and BMW. And it takes Kevin she Costner. She lent it to a friend. To, well, no, I think. It, is it, what she says. But then she tells the police that it got stolen. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she can't keep her story straight. And because I think, in this movie, where there are serial killers and wannabe serial killers, nobody bothers to even try to cover their tracks or be fucking intelligent. Well, also, apparently, that. a super intelligent fucking serial killer like Kevin Costner can't immediately figure out the story from his daughter that yeah. it's total bullshit, even though, and even though his fucking yeah. alternate identity is like, hey, man, uh, you know she's not telling you everything right. He's like, oh, I don't have time to worry about this. I've got a box company to run. That's my Kevin Costner. It's really bad. Um, so Kevin Costner, yes, <laughs> takes fake IDs and flies to her college and kills somebody else with a hatchet. Uh, can we talk about? No, 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 no. We're not going to blow over these fucking wigs and disguises of his. Yeah, no. <laughs> there are at least three. Yeah, these are all and my Kane. cons list. Uh, all right. So one. The air, airline disguise with the wig and glasses and the fucking douche earrings. And the beard. Insane. Just insane. I can't believe he thought that was a good decision. Two, that fucking cane was such an obvious fucking ripoff of the usual suspects, but oh. done so fucking flatly and without any fucking reveal. Because it's, it's slow a static shot. Not- it's the worst fucking decision to shoot it that way. What's cool with Who's usual suspects is that you're focused on Kaiser Soze's feet and the limp eventually moves into a straight walk and you're like, what the fuck? And then we pan out and see yeah. fucking oh child molester just walking straight fine. It's almost this is like one the director static shot. thought about yeah. it ahead of time. It was like the focus is the feet and it's going to change. This director shoots fucking everything because there is no focus. There is there's also there's no cinematography. It. It's just God no. It's all bland, static shots that are not exciting. All the interiors are white and like off white colors. It's just fucking boring. There's no production design. Nothing in the environment tell you anything about the characters, the world, or the atmosphere. This is a shit show of a fucking movie. I get more heated the more I think about this movie. <laughs> I'm glad. Because I'm in the same boat. Yeah. And it, it's it's what sucks is that it's just so goddamn bland. Yeah. That, like I said, I think there could have been something here with a different director. Yep. Somebody with a little fucking oomph to take some risk or something. But yeah. this is almost like the entire movie is like a two hour long car commercial for like a fucking Lincoln Town car. Like something that's just super fucking luxury and pristine. And they just want to show you like these sleek edges. Yeah. And all this fucking like. I'd much prefer the Matt McConaughey commercial sure. over this movie. But but oh, it's yeah. this whole oh, movie yeah. has this it's still got this like almost saturation level effect on everything too. Yep. It's it's really fucking odd. It's like a Lincoln car commercial for two hours. Yeah, sterile generic by sterile. the numbers, yet it tries to be weird, but even like the weird beats you fucking see coming, you're just kind of shocked by oh, you actually thought that was a good idea to fucking do that in this movie. But it is just it 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 is goddamn what it is it's cable static it is the movie equivalent of a static fucking channel that doesn't work on your tv screen it does nothing i would like to say that there is another highlight of this movie though okay and that is seeing dane cook get smacked with a shovel (laughs) oh man 
That's pretty tight when he gets his fucking throat cut. It's a good effect. Yeah. It's a real good effect. This movie could have used a lot more of that stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What about Kevin Costner's uh, nude burning of everything and you get to see all of Kevin Costner from the back? That's not the first time. Is that not total vanity? That's like total vanity. That's like the third or fourth time I've seen Kevin Costner's ass on a movie. Like, he shows his ass all the time. Yeah. This is true. Uh, Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves. The Postman. Uh, What's the. I've seen uh, Robin Hood. Yeah. Robin Hood, he's swimming. Yeah. He's. He's swimming nude in the fucking lake at first when Maid Marian comes he is, up. He is not afraid to show off his body. Yeah. Like, dances and with wolves, you see just about everything. Like, scrotum bouncing in the wind. I would argue it's appropriate there. It is. Because he's with the Indians and they're doing Actually, it was before he was do. with the Indians, but, you know. Well, whatever. I don't was, remember that movie. He was surviving. <laughs> it kind of fits Revenant shit, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Brooks, what else you got on this movie? Uh, honestly, not a whole lot. I mean, I don't either. It. I got a couple I, things here. I kind of feel. I don't know if I should feel insulted to be called Mister Brooks now. I I wouldn't because <laughs> for me to you, it's still a, a term of endearment. Even yeah. though now looking back, the movie is mediocre at worst or best. Best. At best, you can say this for sure, is when the movie is done, it's coherent enough that you know what happened. Yeah. But I also think that it's because of William Hurt just fucking directly telling you what is happening. Fair enough. I think that's that was part of the oh. fucking daughter reveal, too. Yeah. Is when she's saying all this stuff, like, William Hurt's like, there's something more there. You, you better, know it. You better pay attention. I did also like the fact, and I guess this was one of the things that Kevin Costner liked. I like that as a serial killer, he was going to AA meetings to try to like work that into not wanting to, cause he, he fucking beat you over the head with it. Like, I'm addicted to this. I don't like doing it, but I have to do it. I like that he goes to AA meetings to try to combat that. And that's. It's an interesting idea that I don't think quite pays off. They could have done a lot more with that than all the other bullshit. Yeah. They could have cut all this fucking Demi Moore bullshit out, or at least the fucking second serial killer. God, so stupid. Yeah, that was really only included for the action. Because otherwise, you take that out, there's no action. Which is fine. Give me a tight, taut thriller. But, anyways, Ryan, you got some notes to run through. I've got a few more. All right, so, uh, this is interesting. See if you're with me on this one. All right. Kevin Costner is called the thumbprint killer. Yeah. And this is because serial killers leave unique thumbprints. Like, usually leave an MO. Like or the origami killer or like the guy from Seven. He did biblical shit. Yeah. This is so fucking generic that they're just like thumbprint killer. Yeah. And then like Demi Moore's logic jumps like. The thumbprint killer is back, even though we're talking about all the ways this is so different. Like, oh, he doesn't do it like this. This is so violent. He must have been angry when he did it this way. Well, how could it not be a copycat or somebody trying to do? Like, we immediately make these leaps because the movie wants us to. And this gets brought back up later when Demi Moore, for just a second, might be, like, considered for the 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 killer I, the, the detective comes in and he like lays it down. Where were you when your husband died? He immediately fucking flips on her and yeah. thinks for sure she's it. And it's like, I don't think that would happen. That's not believable. That's not what we've established. They've established some kind of bound of trust and rapport in a relationship. And all of a sudden, this guy, because we need another action beat, just immediately assumes, nope, you're the killer. So this is it. I've got the law. I'm taking you down. You guard. And then we, we see her do the most stupid fucking girl power shit and flip him over. And she's our hero. And then also draws her gun for the 700th time in this movie. I've never seen a cop draw their gun more in this movie than fucking Demi Moore. It's true. She pulls it out when, like, she fucking sneezes wrong. She's like, oh, oh my God. Yep. What was that? It's true. It's what else very, you got? true. Uh, just, uh, hmm. Uh, on the nose writing... None of these characters are based in any sort of, like, reality. This feels like Dexter Light. Sure. Uh, you know, in all honesty, this feels like the dumbest version of Dexter. And Dexter was already the dumbest version of Dexter after, like, season four. 
did this come out before Dexter? Yes. Uh-huh. So this could yeah. have been like the idea behind Dexter. Well, there was the book yeah, of Dexter, right about, which I've yeah, actually read. about the read. same time. It could have been. And Dexter handles it with much more care. Like I said, like even like you go down to like how Dexter was so procedural about killing people and the, the care he took to do it. Kevin Costner's a fucking buffoon. And in no reality do I believe he's gotten away with this shit for so long. Like, and, and the only justification for any of this is because he makes a mistake and, oh, maybe I want to be caught. But then he doesn't because he doesn't fucking follow through with anything. No. And decides to not, like, let Dane Cook kill him at he, the end. This, he has commitment issues. This movie. He does. Somebody also, wrote this movie, put it in a fucking shotgun, fired that shotgun, and then sent fucking PAs to go put it together with glue pins. Fuck this movie. Uh, I'm, fucking, I'm, I, yeah, I think I'm, I've said all I need to say. I'm, I'm out. Demi Moore, <laughs> our super hard-boiled detective that doesn't miss anything, doesn't see homegirl stalking her right next to the fucking murder house? She's the worst. Doesn't She's miss the anything. worst detective. She missed quite a bit of shots in that shootout, oh, though. Yeah. Totally, that too. And yes, both of them fucking tank a lot of hits for sure. Homeboy's supposed well, to be steroids. She, he does, she doesn't get hit at all. No. She would have been in a coma from that fucking band toss, though. Yeah. And she definitely like would not have been allowed to work a case. Would not have been allowed to work a case. Let's wrap this up, I but before we do, <laughs> let, let's talk about the thing that I, let's talk about this stupid fucking twist ending. That yes. one <sighs> major thing they did right was fucking go back and film a different ending. I disagree because I hate this trope. I hate this trope. If it, you have a movie, you have you have a responsibility to make every shot fucking count in that time. And to waste my time by showing something that didn't fucking happen, that is just a cheap thrill to fucking get the audience to go like, Oh my god, oh it didn't happen, oh thank god, he's saved. Fuck that shit. I think this made it even worse. I wish they had the balls to fucking kill him off and stick really? with it. I, I, I just seem so cheap even in that regard and like so fucking out of nowhere. Because like, yeah, they've, they've hinted that he yeah. thinks she might want to kill him. But then like, she just does it. And then again, I would like to see a fucking sequel based off that one. Because how the yeah. fuck is it explained that like, she stabs her dad in the fucking neck with scissors and nobody is like questioning it? I would say that neither one of those are good endings. Neither I, of what, them are. What, what should have <laughs> happened is that he's, you know, walking in and he catches her sneaking in from her going to do her serial killer thing. I would have liked them bonding as father and daughter. Yeah. Would have been a lot more interesting of an ending. I would have liked or a, a lot better had... like nod and like uh kind of confirmation yeah. or passing of the torch. Yeah. yeah. Or just something. If like it was I know her, what you're doing. Just side. If subtle. he was talking to her this entire time instead of Dane fucking Cook yeah. and was actually teaching his daughter his craft, that would have been fucking cool. Yeah. Oh god, and imagine the pathos if he had to fucking kill his daughter at the end of the movie, like there's a lot you could do there. You're right. Why Why? Why was Dane Cook in this movie? Why was Dane Cook? Why was Demi Moore? So much shit in Dem- this movie just doesn't fucking work. Yeah, and even that final scene where he calls Demi Moore feels so fucking shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. And and But you remove that scene, Demi Moore has no interaction with Kevin Costner and his arc in this no, movie. No, and it, it furthers the point of them trying to make this a Silence of the Lambs type movie. Yep. And the thought also of them having another sequel because of him uh, interacting with Demi Moore at the end. Sure, 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 sure. So, and it it just doesn't work. That's what happens when you fucking bank really hard on setting up like these future things and you don't focus on what you're doing, you're going to fuck up. You have to really focus on your output this first time around. And they didn't fucking do that. Yeah. Instead, they tried to do fucking everything imaginable. And they did everything at like a half-mass bullshit, like not good quality. Just like fucking what can pass. Yep. I agree. That's all this movie is. It's a it's what can pass. Get it done. Get this guy because he'll work for this cheap. And whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This is the kind of movie that makes you cynical about Hollywood. It makes you cynical and not want to watch movies. Uh, a little bit. It's it's a little... It's just so bland, as yeah. I said. Uh. Anyways, 
Give me dude. Give me dude. Where's my car over this? Because at wow. least they were fucking stupid and they went for it and yeah. they knew what they were. And, and it's I, not for me. But god damn it, they had like a fucking unified, cohesive vision of what they fucking wanted. And one of those actors did fuck Demi Moore. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, on a, on that was a, a trajectory for him, huh? <laughs> on a scale of one to six super pretentious glazed pots, what would you rate this movie, Mr. Brooks? I would rate this uh, two full pots and one cracked. Okay. That's, that's pretty generous. <laughs> I wouldn't say generous. I mean, that's... I think it's generous. That's below <laughs> average. That's there's some potential to this movie I felt yeah. and it just there are certain points where it it tried to get there but it took such a wrong turn mm-hmm. that it just kind of kept it kept it mediocre at sure. best. So Ryan, same question what about you? One if I have to give it a one I hate this movie, and it's it's one where I wasn't upset watching it, but I also enjoyed not a single bit of it. Yeah. I, I don't think there was anything I thought was done well. This is a movie where every time they had a decision to make, they chose the wrong one, and it can be engaging in that aspect, but, like, I have to compare this to, like, you know, I taught kids in Korea, and, like, God help me, I had one called Leroy... And he was not smart. He was really not smart. And he tried. And he tried. But you know what? At the end of the day, he still got an F. Because, like, it's, the answers are incorrect. But he really tried. Yeah. And this movie is that. This movie's a fucking F. It tried. Honestly, the fact that it feels a little vanity ego project on Kevin Costner's part makes me like it even less. Sure. But, like, they did try. But it's all fucking wrong. And this is not the fun wrong, like Troll 2 or, or The Room, unless, like, you're like me, and you really get off on, like, script and, like, the kind of narrative process of typical Hollywood films. Because then it is just a fun, wow, they're doing this. Oh, my God, they're doing this. Wow, they really fucking did that. <laughs> I, that's that's where I'm at. Uh, one. One out of whatever pots. Six. Uh, I'm also, <laughs> I'm with you. I think it's pretty one. Uh, overall, not, I don't hate this movie. It's just, like I've said, it's so goddamn bland and boring. There's nothing exciting, nothing engaging. I didn't fucking care. And eventually two hours were over and I was like, good, I can hit stop. Like, it didn't upset me to watch it, but it didn't ever excite me either. Yeah. So it's just. Doesn't add anything. I will probably never watch Mr. Brooks again in my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I can actually, yeah, I probably won't either. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And I the will only tell other I, people to not the watch only time it. Yeah, I, will I will watch a movie entitled Mix, Mr. Brooks is if it's me and it's one of my home movies. Fair enough, man. I thought we were going with a sex tape joke and I was What do you think a home, maybe, home movie is? May I see your homemade movie collection, please? That's called the uh, Brooks Bomb. <laughs> also, can this be what we cover next, Brooks Oh! <laughs> Don't worry, they're already covered. <laughs> well, speaking of, Brooks, again, thank you, as always, for coming on. It is my uh, pleasure, as always. I'm yes. glad that we got this one out of the way, because I think we're going to go back up on the next episode of Brooks-tober. So, we got this one done. We're going to go back up high. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. What are we covering next, Ryan? It's Cabin your choice fever, again. good luck. No, I'm kidding. I'm was, kidding. We're not going to do that. So I, I was trying it? to think of like one of the low ones, but oh. that's probably only low for me. Uh, Poltergeist, and it is the original, correct? Yes. Okay. No, I've not seen the remake, and Sam Rockwell does entice me. Yeah, I'm more, I'm more original, man. If I'm taking them just straight up, give me Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the fuck out of that. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for listening as always, and you know, check us out next week when we are doing Poltergeist, the the good OG original one. Uh, I'm Kyle, Brian. I'm Brooks. And we'll check you next time. Later, guys. Later. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. 
We're so sorry, skeletons, you're so misunderstood. You only want to socialize. I don't think we should. A spooky, scary skeleton shouts startling shrilly screams. They'll sneak from there's a couple of girls and just won't leave you be. Hey, all you grinders. Sound engineer Andrew. Happy Brooks-tober. Uh, man, doesn't it feel good to put a sweater on, smell the leaves, hear the crunch of the air? Damn, feels good. <laughs> 